All right, welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken. I am Brandon. And this is episode four, mother fucking zero. That's an aggressive start, but yes, it is. Number but, 40. <laughs> but it's episode 40. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. I'm not even there for it. That's how big of a deal it is. Yeah, you called in on your lunch break because tonight I'm going to be interviewing Christian Loza. Uh, yeah, we got Cannabis Christian calling in. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it over tonight because of uh, goddamn work and normal bullshit life. <laughs> Working an hour away from where you we record is a little tough to do nighttime recordings, but I wanted to at least call in so we could have a little bit of a conversation before we got Christian calling in later and then you guys get into your in-depth conversation about cannabis hopefully yeah we're going to talk about cannabis we're going to talk about first class fitment yes he does quite a bit so it'll be interesting Um, he's a busy guy he hosts a podcast he he puts on some of the best if not the best car shows i'd say in the northeast honestly Um, it's not even that big but in the way that it's super unique i think it's one of the best i've never i've never been there myself but i really want to go and i'm planning on going next year just seen so the next pictures. year is their is their ten year anniversary of first class fitment too, right? In New Jersey. Yes, yeah. So that that's one main reason. I mean, I would love to have gone last year or this year, and I've seen the pictures of it. I just every time I see the backdrop, the airport backdrop, the helicopters going up, yeah. that alone to me well, makes it an amazing venue for a car show. And it's super. I have neat. a confession. Okay. Um, Tegan turned thirty this year. My wife. Oh shit! And it happened to be her birthday gathering the same day as first class fitment we didn't really think about it when we set it all up and then we were like well it's too late to cancel now and drive almost three and a half hours to this car show so that's why we didn't go this year but we're absolutely going to make it next year no matter what that's on our list of shows we're going to attend next year 30 she's getting old she's old lady now yeah um, don't tell her we said this on the podcast though she might hear it <laughs> she's definitely right here she listens to all of them um gonna be 40 though next year so i'm, I'm up You're there gonna be too. 40 yeah what are we doing dude podcast we're gonna have a party i don't know oh we're doing a party i'm gonna set this up with kathy don't worry about it we'll okay. have a nice big shindig she set we'll it get up get you drunk <laughs> that's probably not happening <laughs> we know that ain't happening she set it up with uh my 30th birthday I had like my dad come up and my mom and everybody come over to my, her parents house and everything it was pretty cool we gotta do something big 40 is a big one yeah, it's all it's big because it means you're getting fucking old. <laughs> right? That's what I said. I was like, oh, 30. I'm officially old man at 30, I think. You know, I thought that at first, but I think I think the way you look at it in your 20s, you're young and you're going to try and do everything you can to figure out what you want to do. In your 30s, you're kind of feeling out what you want to do and you're kind of getting into it. And then by the time you're in 40s, if you did, did it right, your life's all set and you're doing what you want to do and you're just cruising. That's ideal. I'm 31. I'm still not really sure what the hell I want to do. Hey, I'm almost 40. I know 40. I like doing certain things, yeah. but, you know. I'm almost 40. <laughs> Life I'm, happens. I'm in the same boat, you know. Yeah, right. I guess you just figure, you know, I still got plenty of time left, so I can keep hustling now. Oh, you got plenty of time, dude. You're young. You got a little fella at home. You got plenty of shit going on in life. Photography's blowing up. Every year we keep getting better and, and more. Dude, I think I looked at the schedule. I think we did like 13 or 14 shoots over the summer. Yeah? Is it that much? It was something like that. I yeah, if, if I look back at all my albums on um, that I loaded on the hard drive from this year alone, mm-hmm. I think not counting car shows and car, cars and caffeine and the free like I'm talking about actual paid shoots. Yeah, I think we have like 13 of them. 
that's a pretty busy summer for for a couple guys that do it on the weekends. You know, what I mean? I'd say yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe next but, uh, year will be more. You know, I want to start doing more um, high end cars. I really want to. I don't want to do any just plain cars anymore. It's hard. Like for me, I enjoy doing the average car almost as much as some of the higher end stuff, just because that's what I always appreciated more growing up. Like something that I could achieve and have myself. Ferraris are awesome. I don't know. I don't. I don't mean like that. That's that's not what I mean. I mean like um, not just your basic Honda Accord, your basic Civic, or something like that. I want to do some cool stuff. I mean, we've been doing cool stuff, but I want to. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to say it. Like, I just I want to do more unique stuff. Not that we haven't done unique stuff, but even more unique. It'd be cooler to get into more of the custom build stuff. Like, yeah. Like for for example, Jay's wagon. Like he's talked about setting up a shoot with us for his new 370 and his other S4. But that wagon is such a one-off build. Like no nobody on earth has that car. He's a local guy to us. Right. He already hit us up for shoots, so I'm hoping. We get hit up for that one as well next summer. Well, the cool thing um, about that is I took pictures of it when it was at the other shop, Varvarian Rocket Science. I think that's what it's yeah. called, right? Um, and yeah. It was all apart there. The engine was out. It was obviously the color it was, the black. I yeah. took pictures of it when it was and at I, Sean's. I watched Sean do a lot of like the air ride stuff on yep. 518 motoring when it was sitting there for a few months. I took a couple pictures of it sitting there too. So, you know, I've, I've kind of documented, not documented it's, it, but taken pictures of it. You know what I appreciate about something like that build is, is he he's bounced around to a lot of different shops and a lot of different businesses locally and given a lot of that to local guys, like giving them the chance to do something like that and create something like that is pretty cool to me. Yeah, definitely. It's but yeah, cool I, I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, I feel like this year we did some pretty badass things. Uh, Logan's S seven custom wide body, crazy custom wheel. Like I that think, thing. I was think ridiculous. that was one of my favorites from this year. Um, I got, I was pretty fortunate. I got to do Charles's car, which obviously everyone knows is crazy he built that whole thing by hand yeah and we've done um, we did that one last year too yeah we did that one last year some of the stuff jeremy's putting out of the speed shop down there he hit us up for like the the 32 three window yep yep i remember that that was a... so it's cool but yeah I, i'm excited for spring because <laughs> we're going into shutdown mode for us here pretty soon yeah well that's cool we can do some good podcasts over the winter we'll do a fast and furious or something like that oh yeah we're definitely going to do the the companion while we watch a movie talk shit <laughs> <laughs> Try not to just say every single line because that would be really annoying. Yeah, people probably wouldn't want to listen. But I did have a few things I wanted to ask question for me. Okay, go for it. Obviously, he hosts a podcast. He hosts, like I said, one of the most popular, well-received car shows in the area. But he's got a pretty badass TSX that I've seen blown up all over Instagram over the past few months. And I want to know some more about it. Looks like he's got nice wheels, nice suspension crazy brake setup like got to get some detail on that car for me definitely i already planned and then uh i forgot what he was saying what did you say he was doing for his uh day job we got to find out stuff like that (laughs) oh yeah definitely um i'm definitely planning on talking about that he's a um designer or creative director of something i mean he's a creative director for first class fitment but he's also um a designer of some type and let me look at his Instagram here. Now, do you have an intruder breaking in your home right now? Because I hear your dog going apeshit in the background. She's probably barking at a leaf. <laughs> Seriously. Goddamn leaves, I tell you. They'll blow around leaf and barely gets excited. Leaf or a bird or something. She's crazy. Birds. Well, either way. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, tell him, let him know. 
Hopefully you can listen to this afterwards, but let him know. Unfortunately, I can't be there. Maybe next summer we can do it again. Maybe meet up at one of his car shows, do a quick little record 10-minute thing or something. Say hi to him in person would be cool, though. Yeah, it says he's a creative director, um, which I'm assuming he, that might be for First Class Whitman or that might just be his permanent job because I heard him talking on his podcast because I listened to a bunch of his episodes, and he said that yeah. he was you know, a designer and stuff like that. So well, I'll save all the shout-outs for his Instagram and his podcast for when you guys are talking later. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I uh, just wanted to call, get a little intro in, let everyone know. I'm sorry I can't be there this week, but next week we'll be back. we got some more guests calling in. And uh, I got to go back to work here, unfortunately. Okay, sounds good, man. All right. So, yeah, um, from here on out, we talking to Christian. Thanks for joining me on your lunch break. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> it, guys. All right, later. All right, so we got Christian Lowe's on the show. How's it going, Christian? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, man. Um, first, I want to take some time out of the, to ask or to say thank you for taking your time and uh, coming and hanging out with us hanging out with me and talking to me on the podcast yeah dude of course man thanks for having me yeah no problem man um so why don't we start with uh tell everybody who don't know who doesn't know who you are a little bit about yourself um and where you're from uh my name is christian loza um a lot of people know me as uh the co-founder of uh can i be.com and uh first class fitment uh which is a, a car show uh, which i'm sure we'll talk about a little later uh but my background is actually in graphic design uh, it's what I went to school uh, for, and it's what I, uh, you know, one of my biggest passions uh, still to this day. And, and I actually, you know, got into it way before I got into cars and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I also do a podcast as well. Uh, in addition to that. Okay, so like, what age did you start doing graphic design? Or- um, I, I actually started graphic design pretty pretty early uh, in my life. I I started messing around with like Photoshop and and and, and uh you know, doing like photo manipulation and stuff like that around, uh, gosh, man, like middle school. <laughs> as really? As it sounds to say now, or as weird as that, that is to say now. Um, so yeah, I got into it around then, uh, just doing like little simple stuff. And then I, I, I got into like, uh, doing websites, uh, when I was in high school and I actually, uh, took like a, like a vocational school, uh, where I went to like another high school, uh, for half my day for my junior and senior year. And, and was uh, you know learning all, basically all the programs, uh, everything from like Photoshop and Illustrator and like InDesign, and even started doing a little bit of like video editing and, and motion graphics. Um, so I got introduced to it to a to a really early age, and I uh, decided that, that that's what I wanted to do uh, education-wise, pretty early in in, in my life. So uh, my transition from like middle school to high school and then college was was pretty easy because i had made up my mind with that pretty early on that's awesome because it's it's really unique most people have no idea what they're doing especially at that young of an age like some people in their 30s and 40s still aren't sure what they want to do oh yeah man i always hear like it's funny man i i i uh, doing this podcast has been really cool because i um the concept behind it is i is, is i'm interviewing people who are business owners but at the same time they're doing something creative and cool with their with their company and they're you know pretty much at the top of 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 their you know respective field in my opinion and so it's been really cool to hear a lot of people reach out to me being like oh thank you like i really really needed that 
like I, I'm currently in school right now and I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I, I, you know, hearing your podcast helped me motivate me. So it's, it's been really cool to, 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 to be able to sit down with people that, you know, a lot of these, you know, the youth and a lot of people coming up are, don't really get a chance to, you know, sit down and talk to a lot of these people one-on-one. So it's been, it's been really cool to, um, to hear a lot of people who are in, uh, those shoes that I was once in. <laughs> yeah. I think the internet really is, well, obviously has changed the way that everything, you know, works nowadays. And without the internet, we wouldn't be able to do stuff like that. And it, it makes it so cool to be able to talk to people, whether it's, you know, through Skype, like I'm talking to you or, or like, <clears throat> for example, we had, um, do you know who Matt Farah is? Um, from yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. we had him on the show um, early on. I think on episode sixteen or seventeen. So it was pretty neat. You know, I just reached out to him on um, Instagram and asked him, and he said, "Sure." And it was really cool. And it just goes to show that you know, unless you ask somebody, you never know. They, you never know if they're going to say yes or no. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you you get to find out things that a lot of people don't know about them, uh, which is also really cool. And then they, and you know, you also get to hear about how they started and and advice and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot a lot of people need that guidance. Um, so I, I've been like, you know, really, uh, you know, blessed to be able to talk to who I've talked to on my podcast. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to a couple of your podcast episodes. I listened to the crispy one, the Halcyon one, the Mike Kozil one, um, was, um, the one about first class fitment that was, um, Dave, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave. Yeah. And I'm in the middle, I just started the one with big Mike. Oh man, that one's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Just like is really, really like yeah, intellectual. Just started that one, but yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm definitely a big fan so far, man. Uh, there's only like, I'm a huge podcast fan, but I don't have a ton of time to listen to a bunch of them because there's so many out there. Oh, um, dude, there's so many. Yeah. It's crazy. But the main ones I listen to, Joe Rogan, of course. I mean, that's oh, what absolutely. got me started. I mean, he's, he's the main podcast guy. Um, I listen to a couple comedy ones like Fighter and the Kid and. Um, Fighter and the Kid is really good. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big UFC fan, so like. Me too. So I like yeah. that podcast a lot. That's another reason why I like Joe Rogan too, obviously. Um, and I also listen to Theo Vaughn sometimes. He's usually pretty funny. Um, oh. Yeah, and, those are good ones, man. Yeah, dude, it's it's really cool that that you know podcasts have really kind of blown up for lack of better words. Because I mean, I feel like I don't know, man. I feel like with the internet and like social media and all and all that's been going on with technology and our phones, I feel like it's kind of rare to really sit down with someone and have like a one-on-one conversation. I mean, granted, like, you know, like even, even if you, like you and I are talking through Skype right now, at least, you know, it's, it's, we're hearing each other's voices and getting to actually have a conversation versus like a text message right. or, email or that kind of thing. <clears throat> Everything's so non-intimate nowadays with that, you know, with the conversation, you get to learn more about somebody, you know, you, with just like a quick text or just, you know, seeing a quick video, you don't really get to know somebody if you sit down with them and have an hour, hour and a half conversation. Yeah, man, I agree. And, and I, and I like just hearing somebody genuinely just like open up to someone and just like, you know, it starts with, it can start with a question and it just can go like, yep. you know, anywhere. And that's like and the beauty. Yeah. It just organically goes everywhere, you know, goes here. And then you may just completely go off topic and talk about whatever, you know, it's great. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Um, like for example, my, my biggest thing about podcasts or any, any listening to podcasts or doing a podcast is hearing how people got to where they are. Cause a lot of people yeah. don't see that they see where they are, but they don't know how they got there. They don't see the struggles they went through and everything. I know, man, that I, I, I really, try to emphasize on that when, when I talk to anybody just because it's like I feel like that's the part that a lot of people don't get to see like you said they only get to see the end result or where they are now right but it's it's very it's it's very easy to dismiss that like 
everyone has had their own struggles and their own like upcoming for from where they are today so yeah it's really cool hearing people's stories definitely um so how did how did you get into cars when did that start for you a funny story so i have a twin brother uh christopher and um he got into cars before i did um and he was always like he had this really like super gorgeous uh milano red uh civic si and an em1 uh, back at, I think, oh man, this was back in like, like 2000, like five through like 2006 ish. Mm-hmm. And like he, uh, like I said, it was always in the cars and, you know, we, we shared a lot of the same friends, but he always had like his car friends and like, you know, I always found myself hanging out with them and they'd always be like, oh, you know, how come you're not in the cars? And I'd just be like, I don't know, like it's not really my thing. And I kind of, it kind of just sort of like, like latched on to me I, I mean i don't really know how to explain it like I, I just found myself being like oh man it would be pretty cool like to you know get into this because i'm like hanging out with all his friends and going to all these meets with him and stuff and and it would just be super cool and like i remember i got my first car um around that time and, and it was uh it was it was a 2013 uh bmw 325i oh nice and, 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 I, and i was like oh man this is you know i like this car like i'm gonna I'm going to modify it. And I had like plans to do it. And then just something didn't really seem right. Like I had like, he, he, there was a bunch of all of his friends were obviously like, you know, we're all, I still am and they still are. And you know, they were like our Honda guys and it just didn't seem right. Like I, I, so I ended up like before I I had all these plans to, to modify it up, like moderately not go all out, you know, just basics, you know, just bolt on suspension and wheels and that sort of thing. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know what, like, I'm going to take a stab at a Honda. Like it's, it seems to be like, like what I, you know, later found out what I, what I'm into more and all that stuff. And I, you know, sold the car. I, I ended up buying uh, a 2003 uh, Honda Civic Si, the EP3. And that was literally like my first platform. Um, I uh, just like any person had, just plans to just, you know, moderately modify it like I would have done to the, to the Beamer. But I didn't, man. I, I literally just went, like, all out with it. And that was literally, like, my first, like, car and my first project. And I actually met, uh, my, who's obviously, like, a good friend of mine now. His name is Roy Jang. I met him through the EP3 community because he had one, I had one and we were both locals. So uh, I I believe I was like buying a part off him and we kind of just, you know, started hanging out and stuff and he had a really super cool car and uh, he pretty much just like opened my eyes to like everything cool. And we started going to shows together and stuff. And like, that's basically how can I be started? We, we were just thinking one day, like we let's start a blog, man. Let's just like, start posting really cool shit, whether it's like fashion, uh, like clothes, sneakers and cars, let's just do, let's just do that all on a blog and just like run with it. And we did. And like, it was basically just like perfect timing, man. Like we, um, I, I literally transitioned and from like getting in the cars to like, boom, like have a company. And that sort of just kind of just like blossomed into like something pretty special. And, uh, we later ended up like linking up with like, 
Dave Tormey, which, you know, you, you heard the podcast. Yep. Uh, he was like one of our first like official photographers for the, for the blog. And, you know, from there we started just like hosting shows and, you know, first class fitment became a thing. And, and then we kind of, I've been doing it for like the company and the show for the company has been around for like 10 years now and the show has been around for nine. So it's been quite a while. <laughs> How did you guys come up with the name? Can I beat? Oh man, that's funny. That uh, uh, Canby was literally just like an inside joke, man. It was like anytime we would see anything, whether it's like a cool car or like something, we'd be like Canby, like, <laughs> it, and it just sort of like kind of catched on. We were trying to think of something that was like a phrase, but we could kind of just like coin it. And it was funny because a lot of people didn't really know how to say it, which was like cool by us because it's like you could say it however you wanted, really. And uh, man, we we just kind of just like kind of just picked it and kind of just like rolled with it and it's funny man we, we literally like went from being just like a blog that posted like you know anybody and everybody's content to boom like our own and then just having like merchandise and stuff and doing shows and it was really quick man and i and a lot of people always ask like oh how did you guys get so big so fast and i just thought to myself and and i said like and i always say like for one, we we really didn't like force it. We didn't like try to really be anything that we weren't. We kind of were just like ourselves. Yeah. And and we did it, and, and and we just like had like a bunch of really good support from friends and and family, and the timing was just like perfect. I feel like at the time, like there was really like I don't want to say like nothing like it, but if there was, there wasn't very many of it. And yeah. now, like looking back now, it's like oh yeah, like the scene's super saturated with like a lot of clothing brands and blogs and stuff like that but like i think at the time it was just like good timing <laughs> yeah i mean i also think like what you said back in like 2009 or something like that you said it started right mm -hmm. yeah back then was when instagram and all that was starting to get really big and everything and that obviously helps a lot oh yeah man it was we, we like as soon as instagram became a thing man i got myself a personal account and made the account for the business and like there was no like algorithms and like everybody saw everything you posted so it was like really easy to build up now, i don't want to say easy it nothing's easy but it was a lot easier to, right. to build up uh the brand and um yeah man it was it, it, it mean it was fun seeing it like blossom into what it is today i have sure. to i have to just put this out there though about instagram's algorithm now is i can't stand it i hate oh, that it yeah. doesn't show me the stuff i want to see and it's a lot harder to build a following now it, it's crazy man, it's so hard man like i i've been i've been like uh you know just trying uh different ways to sort of grow like my own account and, mm -hmm. and the stuff i've been doing has been working but obviously like it's a lot harder now to climb and get bigger like faster mm -hmm. uh, but but there's definitely really good ways to do it to do it like gradually over time but yeah man like i I can't stand it. Like it's it's kind of annoying. <laughs> it definitely is because I know like there's so many people that I like, and I'll be like, I haven't seen a picture from this person in months, and then all of a sudden, so I see something. I'm like I haven't seen that, you know. Or you'll go to their profile and see like everything you miss, and yeah, just like wow, I didn't even see that come up at all. Yeah, it's super annoying. So, um, how did you guys start first class fitment? Like, where did it begin for you? So, we we knew that we wanted to do a show. I just think like the main thing with shows is the location and you know, you got to be kind of, you know, readily available or, or close by to do all the, like, you know, the, the permits and all that stuff. And Dave, uh, who 
was living in Princeton at the time, used to always like drive by the, the Princeton airport every day after work. And when we were trying to think of like a cool venue for the show, he it literally just like clicked in his head, like, wouldn't it be super cool if we did a show at an airport? And we were like, like we, we we were thinking like that would be really cool, like mixing planes and cars, and we were like looking at it through like Google Earth and just trying to like map it out and stuff. And we were like, I think this would work. And he went to talk to the owner uh, Ken, who's a really super cool guy, really good friend of ours now after doing it for so many years. And he was, he honestly didn't know what he was, uh, what what he was getting into. And it's funny, like we joke about it now, but. We always say like, man, I wonder if he thought we were just gonna do like sort of like a little little get together with a couple friends, like a car club or something. Yeah. <laughs> and in and in, in our first show, man, we honestly had no idea what to expect, man. We were like scared that like, oh, what if like five people or ten people show up? And but man, like the first show was like so memorable, man. It was like one of the coolest things ever, and we. Like we had no doubt in our, our minds that we would continue doing it the second year, third year, and just now like we just wrapped up year nine, and it's like wow, man, like it's super cool. Now, when you when you first started the show, did you have um did people have to apply to get into it, or were you just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we were it's always been uh, everyone calls it like an invite only show, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a little misleading. Uh, yeah, uh, it is. Um, people say that, but we, what, what it is for those that don't know is, um, we have a, uh, obviously, uh, Princeton airport, well, not obviously, but Princeton airport is a private airport. So it's not like we can, you know, put like a boatload of cars in there. Um, and even if we, even if we could, I don't think we really would just cause it's not really our thing. We sort of stand by, uh, quality over quantity, which is one of our main like taglines. And so, um, people, uh, submit their cars and you know we always get like a, obviously just like every show we get a handful and we get to select the cars uh that that go in there and um at first in the beginning it, it, it was a little um challenging because we were literally taking submissions through like email and we would have like an excel sheet and it was all done uh manually but you know after a few years of doing that we decided to uh step it up a notch and we you know had one of our, our our friends build us like a website that you know allowed us to make uh that process much easier mm-hmm. uh, so there's like a crazy intense like back end uh to, to to our site and and the process and all that stuff um but it, def- it definitely has helped yeah uh over the years and your first show how many cars did you end up getting on the very the very first one I dude, I honestly cannot remember, man. I want to say somewhere around like 200 something, maybe a little shy of 300. That's, so it was, that, that's it pretty was, good for a first show. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it was pretty, pretty good turnout, man. Uh, we were really surprised. Not surprised, but we were really like, like just felt really blessed because uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, companies can't really say that they they have they you know they've had like a successful first show because that's always like the growing pains of it all is just you know. And I've, I've heard a lot, a couple of companies, you know, having to like, you know, lose money or, or, or just kind of just, you know, kind of just keep, keep, keep going and kind of just like, you know, build it up to, to, you know, a better show, I guess. But right. I felt like when we had the first show, we were like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, how can it get any better? And it just has kept getting better. So it's been, it's been a, it's been really cool. And, and, and as far as like growth is concerned. 
I think one thing that's cool about your show, I unfortunately haven't gone yet, but I've seen lots of pictures of it, and I know people that have gone and have talked to them, um, is that, you know, it's like you said, it's at an airport, which that alone right there, I don't know many shows at an airport. I don't know shows that have helicopters flying up and down in the background <laughs> or planes or hangars. <clears throat> that, for me, alone makes it an amazing show just because I look at it not only from a car enthusiast's point of view, but a photographer's point of view. And the pictures, you know, with the cars and the backdrop and the helicopters, it's, it's cool. It's unique. Oh yeah, man. That, that's something that we definitely took into consideration. We were trying to pick the venue. We, I mean, honestly, man, like I feel like the car scene is really saturated with a lot of like convention center shows and like after being in the in the scene for so long and i was even doing it with like hin like back back in the day and i mean i know they're back now but just like i've always been so used to going to shows like indoors and i just don't from a photography perspective and a creative perspective it's just not the best experience like the backdrops aren't really anything special like you're stuck inside and we just wanted something that would allow people to want to shoot every car want to get creative Mm -hmm. and and we have a lot of really cool plans for uh the 10th year which is coming up uh that would give people like the opportunity you know to to you know do that yeah i actually uh, plan on scale (laughs) i actually plan on making that my first time to come down there i really want to go you're you're gonna love it man it's such a good experience like i've had so many people even close friends that have haven't gotten the chance to go and 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 got the chance to go this this last show and they were just one of my buddies was talking to me and was just like man like god i can't believe i missed all those ones in the past you guys gotta keep doing them yeah (laughs) um like like you said from a photographer's point of view i went to my first indoor show this year i went to week fest and it's cool the cars are cool but for a photographer it's just it's tough i feel like i feel like you kind of shoot yourself kind of short in that department like it's i i get it like it's it's you know it's safe like you don't have to worry about the weather that's that's one thing that we've we've had to deal with a couple times but like man like yeah there's just something about being like stuck in a in a uh, in a building that that uh, I've gotten kind of uh, annoyed with over the years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, especially like for taking pictures, like pumping the ISO up and stuff like that indoors. You know, and then you're gonna um, you have the problem of possible noise in the picture, and it, it's just a hassle. You know. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Which which uh, which week fest did you go to? The one in New Jersey. Oh, oh, cool. I was at that one. Too. Okay. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny you say that because. Um, I didn't go, like I said, I didn't go to the first class fitment, but I seen pictures of it and everything. And I went to, uh, H2O, um, and I saw, you know, a lot of cars that went to week fest, a lot of cars that went to, um, H2O. And then I've seen a few of those cars at your meet too, or your show. So it's pretty cool to just see them, like each car coming to this show, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. That, yeah, dude, I, I, I got my, I got a chance to go to, to, to H2O obviously our show and uh and weakfest as well and yeah those that those all those shows or or events rather bring out some really good builds um this was actually my first year going h2o my friend had went last year and he told me about it i was like yeah i want to go man it sounds crazy i want to watch all the people do crazy stuff and just sit back and take some pictures <laughs> yeah man i so i so my whole thing with h2o is i've been going since 2010 and i think i've missed only one since then and I don't know, man. I've had a, I have a couple friends who have, who are like, oh yeah, like I think I've like outgrown it. Like it's not what it is anymore. And I still go. It's absolutely a blast. Yeah. For anyone listening who hasn't been, like just go. It's really fun. 
Yeah, like I said, this was my first time, and it wasn't as you know crazy, I guess, as last year. But I thought it was awesome. I thought it was cool seeing people driving up and down the strip. You had your little meets, like um, you had yours. I went to that one, took a bunch of cool pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Man. It definitely was. It was huge. And it thing that was really cool too is bef- before we went to your meet, there was a little Nissan Z meet, Z Society meet or something like that. So we went over there, and it kind of annoyed me because the cop was being a real dick. Like they were on a side street, they weren't even in the main road or anything, parked, and he would not let anybody in the street to take a picture or anything. We just had to stand there and look at the back of cars. I was like, so we left. It's interesting. Those cops are either really, really, really cool and nice or like like an asshole. Yeah, this guy, I don't know what his problem was because – he um, wrote, was writing the photographer up a ticket for standing stand in the road to take a picture. And then yeah. as he was driving away, somebody said to him, I hate you. Like in the crowd, somebody yelled. So he stopped his car, got out, and started yelling. You can say that to my face, this and that. It's like, really? You, what, what are you going to do if he says it to your face? You, you get him a <laughs> ticket? You're going to arrest him? You can't beat him up. There's a bunch of people watching with video. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, there's, there's been some crazy stuff that have happened over the years, man, at H2O. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And I was I was looking through your Instagram. It looked like you saw that Mustang crash firsthand, huh? Oh yeah, man. We I, I literally we, we 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 checked into the hotel, and uh, we I was actually going to my car to put up my parking hang tag, uh-huh. and I heard this super loud noise, man. It was like probably one of the loudest noises I've ever heard. And I the first my first thought was like obviously what happened, but I was like, oh my god, I hope that. Obviously, I knew that there was a car involved, but I was like, if a car just got hit like by another car, someone just died because that was really insane. And we and I'm like rushing over, and literally like there like I, we I, we were literally like one of the first people on the scene, and I I actually was like right next to the lady who like called nine one one, and it was just like so crazy. Like that guy is so lucky that there were no cars going like the other way, like the, 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 his opposite way. Right. He, like, for those that don't know, he like hot the median. And I, I was telling everybody that there was like a tree that was like in the median and he hit that tree before he, and the tree kind of like bent forward and he kept going and then went, went to the other side and hopped the curb and stuff. And I was thinking like, I was telling everybody like, man, if that tree wasn't there, he would have like not lost the momentum that he did. And he probably would have just kept going and like hit God knows what. That's like, crazy. Was, was in a parking lot or whatever. It was crazy. Yeah. Was he just going too fast and lost it? Or was he trying to burn out or do you know? Dude, I, 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 I honestly, I honestly saw a video that somebody had from their dash cam. It looked like he just lost control. Like he, he was kind of like, tur- it looked like he like had just turned from like a light or like a shopping center or something. I don't really recall, but yeah, he just like lost control. And I was pretty surprised at how like, okay he was like, he just got, got out of his car and he was like, bleeding and scraped up from his arms but like that's it i was wow. like oh my god dude you are lucky yeah, he's lucky he's not dead for sure that's crazy oh, absolutely that yes. car was pretty messed up oh it was pretty messed up yeah we were literally like right there <laughs> there was definitely it wasn't like i said my friend told me like last year was a little bit crazier but still quite a bit of stuff went on and it, it was cool it was fun to see all the stuff and all the different cars uh it was it was neat. See, for me, I grew up um, going to car shows and into muscle cars more. And oh, cool. lately, the past few years, I've been getting into imports and tuner cars and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I like all kinds of cars. I'm not like one person that will hate on one car or whatever. 
Yeah, um, I'm the same way. <laughs> if it's unique and it's cool, I like it. You know. Yeah, likewise, man. I, I give. I seem to. I try to give every car a, a chance. <laughs> yeah. Now, how has the registration process for first class fitment changed from like the first year to say this year? Like, like, te- like from a technical standpoint, like how it's done. Or- yeah. Oh, okay. So, so in the in the beginning, it was literally just like shoot us an email and send us like like a picture of your car on the mod list and then we would like go through all of them individually but like now there's like a, the crazy back end and we have people fill out a form and we can like mark a car yes maybe no and if we mark it maybe it still stays in a pool with like maybe cars and then no they automatically get like an email saying like sorry like you didn't get picked and if if it's yes and it like generates them like a ticket to the show and it's pretty intricate yeah from what that, it's become that's all too, it started out as. that's all through the website that your friend built and everything yeah absolutely that's yeah, cool yeah. that's really cool yeah it's cool because like we we, we we like uh uh you know have the option of getting all these updates and stuff uh and he she just has like better the the experience for us uh, each year just like it always seems like something like a new feature always comes out or something so it's, it's definitely has made our lives really easy <laughs> yeah i mean i can only imagine how many applications did you guys get this year it had to be a quite a oh, bit dude, we got a, we got a lot i'll just say i'll just keep it at that <laughs> i'm sure so obviously you can't have everybody because the whole point of your show is to have a small unique car show with yeah, just a f- yeah and it stinks man because like we always, we always like not, it's not really like a, like a joke, but we always kind of just like kind of, kind of poke fun or kid at the idea that like, man, we could do like a second show with like all the cars that we like. <laughs> and, I, and like, not to say that, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying that because we have to deny some cars that we are like into, but they just like don't make the cut. And like, it sucks, man. Cause like, it's really hard. Like yeah. obviously just because, you know, the ratio of, how many people apply to how we can um how many people we can let how many cars we can let in but i mean i think that's like the beauty of the show man it's literally like the best of the best uh, i like to think um and, and the variety plays a good role too man like if there's a car that's like catches our attention and it's like automatically in but then there's like another car that's like same make model or like and it just doesn't quite like you know meet meet the standard of its predecessor like it's not it's not it's not anything bad towards our car it's not like that car sucks or anything it's just we have to have a variety right cars you know like you can't have all like standstill cars or all like you know one type of car it's got to be a variety and the thing that a lot of people don't get either that a lot of people don't understand either is that like no no not throwing any shades to any other shows out there but like i feel that like our, our reach and and the, and the variety of cars that like that like apply and are there are like a lot more than say like a, a show that just has mostly JDM or mostly Euro. I feel like we literally get everything at the show, which is really cool. But it also makes like picking the cars a lot harder. Right. <laughs> yeah. When when you look at cars, like say you have two very similar cars. <clears throat> what would go into the decision making of this car over another car? Is there any particular things, or it's? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we we t- we, we look at, man. The craftsmanship, quality, like the parts, like whether it's a, a an all around good car, like you know, like if a car is like really clean, but all it has is like wheels and suspension, but then there's another car that's just as clean, but it might have like a trunk setup if it's bagged, or like full interior or an engine bay, like you know 
you got to pick that car, man. Is there's right. just more to see. There's more work done to it. It's just a lot higher of a quality build than the other one. Right. When it comes to cars, details are important because you know oh, that absolutely. a person picked that detail and they, they made it unique to their particular personality. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, man. And, and we, and we, man, been doing this for so long that we just kind of know what, like, a first class fitment car is and mm-hmm. and so like that that's definitely has helped a lot but yeah man we just tend to look at the cars that you know have really good detail and also man a lot of we see a lot of these cars uh, not a lot but the cars that we do get a chance to see at other shows man we, and, uh, we you know keeping an eye out for the ones that are like you know a little rough around the edges or fenders might be messed up or something man like there we, we we always got it we just i mean that's just the nature of the show man you just got to keep your eyes open for stuff like that as well right and do every year do you get a car that you haven't <clears throat> seen before and it just kind of blows you away oh absolutely yeah. every year man that's the one thing that one of my friends that's one thing that one of my friends was telling me he's just like man like it's always cool to just see the cars that come out that just like specifically you know build the car their car with the intentions of just going to your show and like that's it or the ones that just like come out of nowhere or even the ones that are like are traveling from super far away and you just like never gotten the chance to see in person just makes it even better what's the furthest you've had somebody come from oh man that's really tough man we uh we've had a we had a really handful of uh of uh canadian cars this year which are really cool and that's a pretty far drive so i'd probably say like canada yeah or remember we've also had cars from like florida and texas so but but yeah i mean canada's pretty far yeah i mean excuse me canada's well you're i think princeton's almost three hours for me i'm in upstate new york and canada for me is probably another few hours at least oh my yeah because i'm near albany so i'm not like near the border or anything oh okay yeah, I was actually invited to go to uh, to be the guest judge at Eurocracy this summer, this past summer. Oh yeah, and like uh, that was super cool, man. And I got a chance to meet a couple, a, a lot of people, and and I, I met all the people that I was like while I was like judging their cars. So I feel like that really helped as well this year, which was really cool. Now, when it comes to judging for your show. Do you guys judge, or do you guys have separate people that come and judge for you? We have like a like a like a like a panel of guys, a lot of the same guys who like approve and deny the cars. And uh, I've actually have done a little bit of helping with judging in the past, but I'm like super busy doing other things usually throughout the day. But it's like it's like Dave and like a handful of people that go around and do it, and they're really good at it. I mean, sometimes actually most a lot of the times like I'll I'll, I'll just like say hey like you know. Who, who do you have for these awards and kind of just like, you know, see and dude, I, every time I'm just like, those are the cars that I would have picked too. Yeah. And, um, when you do cars, you do like best of class and stuff like that, right? You don't do like best Honda or best, or how do you uh, do it? Well, we, we, um, we have an, uh, 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 yeah so we'll do like best of show but then we uh we don't we don't do like obviously we don't do like first second third uh super lame when shows do that but uh, (laughs) we'll do like um uh best of it's it's pretty broad man it's like best like jdm Mm -hmm. best euro you know best paint best engine bay so it's like literally like what we think is the best in that so like we don't really like like do any subcategories like best honda or best accord or you know like it's just not like our thing man i think that's cool because i think if you give out too many trophies then what's the point you know you want the best of the best 
Yeah, and we and we literally too, man. Like we, we with the way we do our trophies. I'm not sure if you've seen any of them from the past or the ones we did this year, but that would literally be super expensive because we like spend a lot of time and a lot of resources and all that stuff to make our trophies, and it it, it just wouldn't be possible to do a whole bunch of them anyways. But that that's not the reason why we don't. We just feel like, you know, if we're gonna have the best of the best, like. You know, we got to we got to do that with the with the awards as well. Right, and it's like having second and third place is like a participation trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, man. I know. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it just means you're first of the losers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now your trophies are. I don't. I think this year was different because I was listening to the podcast earlier with Dave. But usually, you guys have like wheels and stuff like that as trophies, right? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to try something different, man. Um, we 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 really liked our logo this year. And we wanted to sort of like just, you know, try something different and, and kind of incorporate the logo in it and just sort of just give people like a fresh, fresh new thing, man. And and I really liked the way they turned out. And the girl that we worked with to do them was like really cool, and really, really like detail oriented. So they came out really well. Um, and we just have to make a decision next year if we want to go that route or go back to the wheels. Right. But it, it was definitely a good like change now when you guys make the decisions on what cars um get accepted is it a collective decision or does like somebody make a decision on that one and somebody make a decision on that one or is it all like has to be um kind of like a vote i guess you'd say for picking the cars right yeah yeah so the way we do it is uh there's a group of guys um i want to say this year we had we had five so each person gets the chance to vote on a car and um yes or no and if the obviously the majority of the people pick yes, then it's a yes. Okay, makes sense. That's the majority rule uh, for picking a car. Yeah. Um, now my co-host Brandon, he couldn't be here today, but he wanted me to ask you about uh, your build, your your car, your uh, Acura TSX. Oh, yeah, 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 man. So um, when 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 I when I got done with so I so I built the EP3, which was like my first car, and. Um, yeah, man, I had done everything I wanted to. I got, you know, the magazine feature and I had gone to so many shows with it and I was like, time to do something new. So I sold it and I was, when I was like looking for a car, I, I knew that I wanted a sedan because I had a hatchback before and I was like, you know, I want to switch it up and I wanted something, you know, a little bit more classier than like a Honda Civic, but not like to stray away completely from my roots. So I was like, Acura, like, let me just see what they have. And I like... Um, saw the TSX and I and I knew a couple people who had the first gen and I was like, eh, let me try something that's not super 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 common, and I and I and automatically just got like like I fell in love with like the CU2 uh, the second gen TSX when I first saw it and I was like I gotta have that car, and I knew that I wanted it in manual, and I knew that I wanted it in red, and I was like this is really hard because that's probably like the rarest color that they came in. Mm -hmm. But I was like determined. And I remember I went to a couple dealerships, one that I, that had one and it was like gone by the time I got there. And I was like, couldn't really find one. And I was like super close to like settling for just like another color or maybe possibly even another car. And I was at a dealership and I told the, um, the salesman, uh, that, that what I was looking for. And he was like, dude, literally we, just got one in on a trade-in it's a low mileage but the only thing is that it hasn't gone through inspection and you're probably gonna have to wait a little while and i was like can i test drive it and he was like let me ask my manager and he was he let me test drive it and i was like 
sold i want it <laughs> and he was all right man but well, you just gotta let us like inspect it and clean it and all that stuff and then it'll be ready for you and i was like okay so like my buddy and i went to go get food and we came back and it was right there and it was funny because i saw like a couple people just like looking at it and stuff and i was like it's mine i want it <laughs> I ended up getting it and what's funny is i had like the the intentions of like again just same story with my other car like i just had the intentions of just like moderately modifying it and it didn't it didn't it didn't last long man i i i literally went all out with it <laughs> and um yeah man it's a for those that don't know it's a 2013 um acura tsx special edition so it's obviously manual and it has like you know special edition uh i uh bagged it it's on it's on airlift uh it's, it's on bags it, it um has a full mugen kit i, I want to say um it, it, I, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the only one in the States with the whole entire kit, but I might be wrong. Um, yeah, man, right now I'm, I'm rocking a set of, uh, uh, bulk racing C 28 ends. I, I, a lot of people know it for, because it had like, uh, T 37s before. And, um, yeah, man, uh, like, like any, like any car that I'm into, it just has a lot of like really cool details to it. And I kind of like made it my own and, and it's sort of been kind of like a, like a brand identity thing for me. Like anybody who knows me, like I feel either knows me through the brand or just like knows me through my car. If they've, if they've started following me within like the last, like I think I've had it for like three years now, but I, but I've had it modded for two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like my, 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 my identity for lack of better words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you do. I, I, I feel a car is an extension of your personality for sure. Oh, absolutely, man. I don't even know like what I would be really posting if I, if I didn't have that car. <laughs> yeah. I used to have, I sold it cause I wanted to buy a really nice camera, but I had an 87 IROC Z28. Oh, nice. um, I got it already built, so I didn't do too much to it, but it had a 3D3 stroke or any with a supercharger and everything. Um, yeah, I bet that thing was fast. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always liked those third gen Camaros, but once I got one, I realized a lot of the issues as far as getting certain parts and doing certain things to them. And, and they're cool, but I sold it. Like I said, I got a camera, and eventually I'm going to get something else. I'm not sure what yet. I'd like to either get maybe an old bagged C10 or. Ooh, those, that would be sweet. Yeah, man. I like those a lot. Either something like that or maybe a Fox Body um, Notchback Mustang. I'm not sure yet. Ooh. That dude, that's literally like my favorite Mustang body. The Notchback or the Fox body? The Fox body. The yeah, Fox they're body. cool. I've always been a big fan of them. Yeah. And the Notchback especially. The, the hatchback's cool too, but there's just something about the Notchback. It has that stance and just that look to it. Yeah. Is it – I'm not completely familiar with what, what the market is like for them, but is it really hard to find like a super clean one? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're going up in price now, and they're definitely hard to find. And like specific colors especially. Um, yeah. Like I'm looking for – if I get one, I want a black one. And, Dude, yeah, those are so hard to keep clean. It know? is, those but are like on my no-no list. <laughs> it, it, they're hard to keep clean, but when they are clean, they look amazing. Yeah, they look amazing, dude. That that's the one thing I will admit, man. They when they when it's like fully detailed and fully kept up with, it's like jaw dropping for sure. And the worst part about black is obviously for pitchers, the reflections. Oh, oh absolutely, oh man. That's the worst. Goodness, man. I can't stand it, but. I've learned through tricks through Photoshop and here and there how to kind of bring the reflection down a little bit because you obviously don't want to bring it away completely because right. then yeah, it looks yeah. fake. Yeah. You got to have some reflection because that's what really happens. Yeah. Black cars are tough, man. They that's definitely true. are. Yeah. I've had a lot of issues with black cars and doing shoots and stuff like that. Now, do you do photography a lot or? 
Um, you know, man, I, I, so I was, I was into it. Um, when I first got in the, into, into cars, I was just like shooting around with like, a, I think it was like a Nikon D80, nothing super crazy, but I had a couple lenses and I was having fun with that. And I was like doing shoots for people and stuff. But now, like I honestly, man, I, so I have a camera that I like vlog with, uh, which is a Panasonic G7, which is awesome. If anybody's looking to get into, uh, into, um, into vlogging mm -hmm. and just doing like stuff like that and then i just carry around like a like a like a like a uh a fuji film it's a x100s that i that i travel with uh it's really cool for like you know just you know just a, a, a mirrorless you know point and shoot camera that like you know you can you can sneak into places and not look like you're up to trouble right <laughs> and uh, <laughs> use that for my pictures and then i have a um a sony camcorder that i use for my for my for my podcast yeah like we were talking before we went on the podcast about doing that i think i'm gonna look into getting one of them so that we can videotape our podcast yeah dude if you dude if you need any advice or have any questions let me know man i'm like yeah, for sure since starting my podcast i've helped a couple people like sort of get into it and i just feel like the community just needs like more podcast man like just more <laughs> more more of like what you and I are doing right now. Definitely. Podcasts are awesome. I mean, there's definitely a lot out there and the market is saturated, but there's a lot of, uh, I don't know how to put it, podcasts for everything. I mean, literally everything. Oh, yeah. There's podcasts yeah. for like, you know, a particular book. Somebody will have a podcast on just that movie or just that particular genre of movies or that books. or It's crazy how many different podcasts yeah, are out there. Cool. But yeah, dude, if you, I highly suggest you guys get in the video, man. Like, I've met a lot of people who tell me they just listen to my podcast and audio, and that's cool. But then there's those people that are like, when, you know, the, I always look forward to the videos because, like, I feel like with, with the visuals, with the videos, man, it, it just sort of makes it the viewer kind of feel like they're there. Right. And they also get to see who they're hearing, which I, I which for me with, with the Joe Rogan's podcast, it's funny, man. I feel like I listened to it like in a car through an audio, maybe like, like five or six times, but like I'm always constantly watching the videos on YouTube. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I always listen to it in my car, so I don't really <laughs> watch the videos too much, but if I have the time, I definitely will. It's just, it's tough to watch a video and sit there for, you know, three hours and watch one of his podcasts. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's it, But dude, it's crazy. Like some of the people that he has on there are so engaging that like I've caught myself just like listening to a whole episode and I'm like, wow. That was like three hours. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, did yeah. you ever, it was kind of weird, but did you ever see the Steven Tyler one? I have not. Oh, no. That's that was a strange one. That dude's a strange guy. That's for sure. <laughs> if you get a chance, check it out. I didn't watch the whole one, but I saw clips of it on like I his. Joey Diaz was. Oh, he's hilarious. Joey he's Diaz is funny. <laughs> he has his own podcast too. I've listened to that a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny to like kind of see like the differences between the two because they're so not only are they really different like production wise but they're just like so different yeah they definitely are like joe rogan's actually joe rogan's podcast compared to like a lot of people is completely different you know he has a certain setup that he does and he has a certain way that he does it like if you look at like brandon schaub and um what's his name brian callen's podcast completely different than joe oh, rogan really completely different from like the fact that they're just like sitting next to each other yeah like like the, the you can actually see like the the mic stand coming up from up and into them like it's just super different whereas joe rogan is like sitting on a table in a studio like each person has a camera to their face like it's super different and and i just feel like it's a lot more like 
welcoming and, yeah. and kind of chilling like you're just you're there which i like i'm not i don't not for me i'm not a fan of the way that like the fighter and the kid do it where they sit next to each other in the chair that's just not what i'd like to do i like the, like joe yeah, rogan no. style and yeah, also i yeah. i like yeah, to have my like like with your like like brandon shop is always like sitting with like his legs crossed yep. and like looking to the side and it's just not it's just not it just doesn't work for me it's weird yeah it's definitely weird plus i like to have a computer in front of me in case i want to look up something and ask a question or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. or look at somebody's like instagram and ask them a question about something on their instagram right yeah dude i actually have had a couple issues with that man like my so the mics that i have are like like pretty much like the go-to mics that like everyone uses mm-hmm. and they 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 tend to pick up a lot of things and a lot of times they picked up like the fan in my computer and that's like super hard to edit out sometimes mm-hmm. um but yeah so i i so with the podcast i used to do a lot of like bringing my computer but like lately i've just been like relying on like a piece of paper with like my questions and my notes and that does make it really a lot harder yeah. but it also doesn't doesn't distract me i feel like the bay laptop on the on the uh, on the desk was kind of hard for me mm-hmm. but um i don't know you you might you might you might you may run into that issue if you do do video but definitely for audio that's like audio only that's like the way to go yeah what kind of mic do you use do you use a condenser mic or um a dynamic it's a it's a di- it's a dynamic I, I, I believe it's a it's a sure sm7b okay yeah sure is really good i know that i'm looking into getting sure i just have a cheaper one now it's like a 60 dollar um what kind is it what is it? Anna. Oh. Technica uh, AT. Um, what are the lower end ones? It's like $60 mic, but it works really good. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Um, and eventually I'm going to get one of those Shure. Um, I think it's similar to what you got. It's like a $400 mic. Really yes. nice mic. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Those are the ones I like Joe Rogan. Yep. And I highly recommend it, man. It's like super good for, I don't know, man. I just feel like any, I don't know, man. I just feel like everybody sounds good on it i don't know if that's like sort of super biased but like i've I've had nothing but like great things to say about this mic like everybody that has come to me about starting a podcast i'm like you need to like invest in this mic (laughs) yeah yeah i mean even this like i said it's cheap but for the price it does pretty well for now i got that's good man i got four mics plus i got a mixer too i hooked up a mixer just to control sound a little bit better you know it's a decent mixer for a few hundred bucks so i got that um the only thing bad about having the mixer and all that it's harder to go like on you know i think you go and do it go to people right you go to people and do it yeah Yeah, so for me it's a little bit more difficult but i have the um zoom h6 recorder i have that as well yeah that's an awesome recorder i love it awesome dude in all honesty like when I, I I got like kind of mentored by one of my friends when I was looking to start a podcast because he has a podcast mm-hmm. and like he was telling me like if you want to do it at a same location every time like a, your studio or somewhere then yes get a mixer but like if you plan on traveling like don't even do that like just get like a digital recorder and just like do it that way and I was right. like okay. Well, what I did is I got, like I said, I got the Zoom H6. It goes through the mixer. But if I have to go somewhere, I can take it and I can easily take one of my mics because it has, you know, the tracks, um, the separate tracks that you can plug the mic microphone into, the XLR cords and everything. So, you know, it worked out. And then I just, they rec- it records them as separate tracks. And so I just put them into, like, um, the program I use for mixing it and the computer oh, okay. and then just what put them all together. Like Audacity? Or yeah, that's what I use for now, Audacity. Oh, cool, cool. Awesome, man. But um, eventually, I'm going to get the Adobe whole Adobe Suite thing, so I'll pro- I might switch over to the Adobe one. 
yeah, that's what I use. I yeah. use like Premiere and uh, uh, Adobe Audition, yeah. and, obviously, and obviously like um, yeah, those two is what I use. Yeah. Yeah, because my wife, she's actually a teacher, so I can get it for yes. twenty bucks a month, super I was cheap. Just gonna t- I was just gonna tell you that I, I my brother's a teacher as well, and I use uh, use his email <laughs> for my account. <laughs> it's definitely worth it, man. Yeah, because I, I actually want to try and dabble into video a little bit. I don't know if I want to go full on, but I definitely want to try it out. So obviously, if I want to do video, I want to get into Adobe Premiere. Cool, man. Yeah, I I actually like I actually did the same thing. I knew I wanted to. Uh, do my podcast a video podcast and i um learned top video on my own but now i've been doing a lot of video stuff at work so it's kind of just been like forcing me to kind of just like learn and and and, and get better at it and i'm still like not good by any means but it i definitely have gotten better <laughs> yeah i mean that's the only way to get better is just to do it and practice you know yeah, absolutely man absolutely um going back to first class fitment real quick i forgot to ask you this um what was like one of the biggest hurdles you had over the nine years of the car show? Um, that's a good question, man. I would probably say, um, hmm, I'd probably just say like the vehicle selection, man. It, I feel like it just gets harder every year. Yeah. And, and we're always trying to show like the best cars. So like that, there's a lot of pressure with that. So I would definitely say that, man, just because, um, it's hard, dude. Like it, it gets down to the like once once it starts getting down to like the very last couple cars that you got to do to fill, man. It's like, oh, man, it, it it gets hard because like a lot of the times when you're like kind of un- we're kind of unsure about a car, we'll just kind of like push it off to the maybe, and and then there just comes a time where you just it's just like man, you just got to make a decision, and I feel like that's that's definitely the hardest part. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure as time goes on, it's just gonna get harder and harder because you're just gonna have more oh, and more yeah. cars. Yeah, the, the show just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and like, um, yeah, def, definitely, definitely will get harder. <laughs> do you guys have a limit of? Well, obviously, you do of how many cars you accept into the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it, 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 I mean, like putting on a show is like the same thing as putting on a party or a wedding or whatever. You you gotta always account for like the no shows. Right. So we always do more more than we can hold, and then it always just seems to kind of work itself out. That's cool. Um, so I had a few people DM me some uh, questions for you, so I'm oh, going to cool. read a couple of them. Um, one girl, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I guess we can go back to it a little bit. Um, dragons underscore. She wanted to know about how Canopy started, which we talked about. And then she wanted to know what made you actually start a podcast and what you enjoy most about it. I started a podcast because, um, well, when I was in, when I was like, like going through like school and, and, and my, even when I was like right out of school started working, I, I always wanted to just to be like a teacher mm-hmm. and like that never really worked itself out. So I found like that doing this podcast has sort of been like an, a way to sort of teach people, not directly, but but through like inspiration. Mm-hmm. So 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 I like the idea of of talking to somebody and, and inspiring somebody and getting somebody to get up there and be like, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to start this company that I've always wanted to start. Or I think I'm going to go out and like shoot more or something. So I did it just to kind of inspire the youth and just to kind of like, you know, get people to kind of just, you know, do more. Cause I feel like the, comp- the, the car scene just needs more of like 
that creativity and that drive that a lot of these people have that I'm talking to. And that was mainly, mainly my, my reason. Yeah. And the, well, the second part was like, what do I, what do I enjoy the most of it? Yeah. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy like seeing what it comes out like in the end, because like, like I, as we mentioned in the before, like I'm traveling to these people or we're doing it at like a set location. It's never the same spot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to like, see what it becomes in the end because that's always a challenge man like i don't have the luxury of like having a place that i can do it at so i can't obviously use the same like like table or the same like 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 mic setup or the same you know it's always different so i'm always dealing with like like lighting and and camera angles and like oh this person's sitting here and i'm sitting there so that's always like the challenge but it's always super cool to see like what it turns out to and i man i i swear with every podcast i always have something that i want to like fix like production wise and so it's such it's a really big learning experience right and that's the fun part <laughs> yeah definitely i'm for me too like i've definitely learned a lot um this is actually i forgot to tell you episode number 40 so it's kind of a big deal i guess this is episode number 40 for us and um i've learned quite a bit about the sound you know here and there i've had issues with technical difficulties with it here and there um but i knew nothing about a mixer i knew nothing about podcasts when i started i learned it all from watching either a youtube video or just reading about it and figuring it out dude i feel like i've talked to all of my guests about youtube and how like amazing it is for learning things and i'm just like i literally learned everything for my podcast on youtube for sure and it's crazy because when i was a kid youtube wasn't around I mean, cell phones really weren't even around, you know, I'm, I'm almost, I'm going to be 40 next year. So when I was a kid, none of that stuff was around it. The kids today is they have it so good with YouTube and everything. Oh, and they do. And I always, and it always like boggles my mind that people still like, will, will like reach out and just like try and ask like qu- questions and stuff. And while I do like, like support that and stuff, like a lot of the time it's just as easy, just, it's, it's easier to just kind of just go and look it up yourself like that's the yeah. beauty of it, man that's the beauty that's why we have like sites like that and stuff and um yeah if anybody ever reaches out to me and asks me questions about like the podcast or or like anything like you know like how do you do this or how do you do that like i'm happy to help but like honestly like i just found better success just learning it on my own <laughs> definitely and the same with me i've had people reach out to me about photography or about the podcast but i mean i'm no expert really the best way to do it is to look it up and just figure it out and do it you know take yeah, pictures because there, uh, there are experts teaching it <laughs> <laughs> um some other questions i had this one guy hooded dot productions he wanted to know why do you collect so much supreme stuff <laughs> oh man oh supreme um honestly i so like so a little backstory on supreme i i actually got into it uh through roy when we first met back before we started can i be like mm-hmm. around the same time and honestly man like as a designer and as somebody who's like really into just like i was in i was really into like skateboarding when i was in high school and i've always been in the graphic design and i've always just been into like streetwear like i just feel like like they're just doing it right man like I, it's just like i i think it's just like the prime example of like 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 in my opinion like the coolest company man like they they do everything and it's just sort of like like it has turned into like a hobby of mine like just collecting things and just like you know having like their clothes and their skate decks and their accessories and 
going to try and get like the latest thing. It's just kind of just like turned into like a hobby. And I've met like so many cool people doing it. And I just like love it, man. It's just like something that I've, that I'll probably be into for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're all, you guys are also all into sneakers. I remember hearing that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm a pretty big fan of sneakers. I don't have a ton, maybe 15, 16 pairs. So I'm not like some people. I know a few people that have like literally 80 to 100 pairs of sneakers. Yeah, man. I, 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 I myself don't have that many, but like I definitely appreciate them. And I'm like in the know with like what's out and stuff like that. Um, do you have any favorite pairs of sneakers that are out right now or just in general? Um, I have a pair of Supreme uh, Dunks that, yeah. I, that I'm like really into. And I just got uh, a, a pair of the uh, the Sean Witherspoon 97 ones, uh, which I've been trying to get for like a long time. Uh, so those are, those are definitely like my favorites. And then I just, uh, I, for everyday use, I just wear like a pair of uh, Yeezys, like the tint blues. Yeah. Uh, which, which I like a lot, but, um, yeah, yeah, those are, those are my faves. Yeah. I was just going <laughs> to ask you, are you a fan of Yeezys? <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And dude, I, 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 I um, I, I've owned a couple pairs, but I've since like sold a, a bunch of them. But yeah, man, like I know a lot of people are either like team Adidas or team Nike, but like I, I like them both. Man. Me They're too. Both. I yeah. have, I have a few Adidas. Like I'm a big fan of the old school Adidas superstars. Oh yeah, those are those are classics. Yeah, um, I like Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones are one of my favorite Nikes. Um, most a lot of Jordans. Um, I'm not a huge fan of high tops. It depends on them. Like, I think what is it the SB Dunks that are the original Jordans? Those are pretty cool. But um, I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Yeezys. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way they look. Everybody yeah, tells me there's. Yeah, I could definitely see how somebody like wouldn't like them they're they're definitely definitely a different look they're definitely a little bit on like the bulkier bigger side but oh man they're so comfortable that's what and, everybody like, tells I, me <laughs> they're so comfortable and and like honestly man like if i, I mean i everyone's all the ones i've gotten I've, I've been grateful enough to get retail and like i just don't really feel bad about just like wearing them yeah and kind of beating them up and i feel like they look pretty good just like worn out and dirty and beat up so and that's like what you really want in a shoe i guess everyday shoe true very true and a lot of people uh they resell them for like a lot more money than what oh, they're worth yeah, right yeah absolutely man there's a really big market for them sometimes i find myself just like buying them and if i like try them on and i'm not really liking them i don't really feel too bad because you could easily recoup your money and then some so that's definitely like a good thing yeah okay uh, another guy had a question his name is zach rj he mm -hmm. has three questions here. First one is, uh, what's your views on cross-make swaps like LS swapped RX-7, 2JZ E36, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Honestly, man, um, I, I actually don't mind them. I, I, I feel like they get a lot of hate, especially like the LS swaps into cars that you normally wouldn't put an LS swap into. But like, honestly, man, like... I, I feel like the whole like modding cars thing is, is it's art, man. It's it's what you want to do. It's it, it's an expression of yourself. So like, whenever I see people doing stuff like that, I'm always like, dude, that's awesome. Like that one Porsche that has like a like a K20 swap. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> like how many of those can you say are out there? Probably like no other. So yeah, it's super, I've, I've super never heard big. one. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of them too. Like I like the RX7. LS swaps. I think it's cool because an RX-7 is a light car. You put this big-ass engine in it with a ton of horsepower. It's going to be super fast. Um, yeah. I know a bunch of cool swap cars actually local to me. Um, 
this place that we have a um, car meet every Sunday in the summer. Or not every yeah. Sunday, every third, every fourth Sunday of the month. Um, it's a like little cars and caffeine. It's actually where we got the name for the podcast. We kind of cool. named it after it because we go to it every week or every um, every month. Um, they built a one Jay Z swapped seventy nine Camaro. Wow, pretty cool. Very unique. That's pretty cool. And even the cooler thing about it is you wouldn't know it's a 79 because I believe it's got like a 72 or a 73 grill on it because they kind of like put a different couple of parts on it to make people, you know, look at it and be like, what? What's that? Is that a 73? And then, oh, it looks like a 79. So it's neat. That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Yeah. And then there's this another guy from Long Island. He came up here for a car show and um, I've talked to him from Facebook and Instagram and stuff. He has a one Jay-Z swapped rat rod. I mean, completely built from the ground up. He literally used all different parts from all different kinds of cars to build this thing. Damn, that's really cool. Yeah, man. My 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 stance on like 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 swaps like that is just like I think it's super cool. I I I encourage I encourage them. <laughs> yeah, he was actually one of our first guests on the podcast. Pretty cool guy. Oh, that's cool. So such a um genius guy. I mean, like it's crazy because he told me he was telling us that he just recently started getting into fabricating. He never did it before. He just tried it, and the things he makes you would expect out of somebody like on TV that fabricates these crazy crazy things. I mean. I just couldn't believe some of the stuff he came up with. It was just wow. insane. He literally took like an old bed frame out of a dumpster he found and made it the bed frame for the truck in the back. And mm-hmm. you would you would never know because you know he just made it look so good. Damn, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> neat. If you get a chance, check it out. It's um, Blasphemous One Jay Z is his Instagram, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to get that from you after. That's uh, yeah. that cool. I'd like to check that out. Okay, and on let's see on to the next question he had. Um, do you have any plans for a new build or is there anything you've always wanted to build? As of right now, man, since I just bought like a house, I'm, I'm like, I, I originally wanted to do something after the TSX, but right now, like those plans are on hold now as I do like adult things, but yeah. like I've always wanted to do a, a, an NSX and I think I will one day, but like right now I'm just, I, I the T, I'm still like kind of paying off the last bit of the tsx and i'm just just sort of like focusing on like you know my 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 brand new venture in owning a house so yeah. one day i will do an nsx um i've thought of, I've, I've also thought about what i would potentially do after the tsx um that isn't as expensive as an nsx um so yeah, yeah, I def- definitely definitely would like to do an SX afterwards, but we will see. I definitely want to enjoy the TSX for a little bit longer, uh, just because I've only had it for, uh, I've had it for three years, but I've I've had it modified for two. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say I've had it for, for two years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the NSXs, the older ones especially. Oh, um, the newer ones are kind of cool, but the older ones they just they have a you know nostalgic to it, and yeah, they're just they're neat, you know. Yeah, man, I love those cars. There's actually a guy that um, came to your first class fitment show with the um, old. Was it two J? No, I think the one he brought was a um, V8 swap or V8 Model A, but he has a two JZ swapped Model A. Um, mm. C Kane, I think his name, Chris Kane. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, dude. That car is so. I I like instantly started following him. Like when I when when uh when I caught wind of that car, it's yeah, his car is so cool. Yeah, he's got a green Acura NSX pretty cool yeah. looking one. yeah 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 that car has been in our show before has it i haven't seen it out much but yeah he definitely still has that it's so cool and then uh his last question is any tips for photographers trying to perfect their talent or new photographers trying to perfect their talent um i would just say just keep shooting man like like just 
you know, like you and I with our yeah. podcast, we just keep interviewing people and you just get, that's the only way to get better. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also just like switch it up, man. Every person that I see that just like shoots cars all the time, it's like, you know, go out and shoot a person or shoot a wedding or shoot an event or shoot like an object in like a studio or something and just kind of like be more versatile. Yeah, definitely. Um, you never know what's going to come up. Like if you're sh- shooting cars all the time and somebody's like, hey, have you ever shot like a party before? You, you can't just be like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, you got to be very versatile and switch it up. And that's like definitely my, my best advice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, cars cars are fun to shoot, but it's definitely tough to tap into the market of a professional automotive photographer and to get paid to do it. it yeah. I mean, it's very tough. I mean, the top guys, even the top guys is tough for them because I remember talking to one of the top guys and he was just telling me that your job is never safe because a car manufacturer may want to go with you one year and the next year they find someone else they want to go with. And Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it definitely is. And, you know, any photography's tough. You know, you got to, the best thing, like you were saying, to get out there and just take pictures of everything because you got to learn how light hits different things and how it shapes different things. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you also got to learn like how things are shot and how to shoot things and how... Right. Like, you know, just like I said, just to be versatile and just to switch it up and step outside of your comfort zone. And that's really the best way to get better. Yeah, and get creative. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I think that was it for the questions, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I only got a few, which we already touched on the one. So um, so I guess where, where do you see yourself, you know, down the road with like, can I be first class fitment? Um, you know, three, four, five years down the road with it. Um, I, I mean, I, I would obviously really would love to still be doing that stuff, man. But I, I've, I've always, uh, told myself that I would just like to see, uh, you know, my, myself doing like, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing now, but just at, at a bigger scale. So it'd be cool to kind of make the show bigger or to kind of make the brand bigger or to make my podcast bigger or to have a car, or you know, a bigger, better car, you know. So I, I just, I just always like to see myself kind of progress, and I never like to stay doing the same things. So you know, in a couple of years, I would just like to see myself like, you know, excelling in my craft, but you know, potentially maybe doing something else, like, because like the beauty of doing graphic design and marketing and and all the stuff that I do is that like you can literally do anything with it. Like, mm-hmm. if, if 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 somebody wanted to like, you know start like a business that didn't entail like didn't you know have anything to do with what they're doing as long as they had like that trait like that you know that's like a big part of the of of, of being of, of you know being a successful business is to be able to like market yourself and have an image and a brand and and that sort of thing so i would you know i would like to see myself like doing something super cool and if not like at least what I'm doing now, but at, in, in a bigger scale. Right. And do you guys have, I mean, I'm sure you started working on it, but do you guys have a, a good idea of what you want to do for the 10th anniversary yet? Like something big? Yeah, something special? yeah, man, we've already started, man. We've already started talking about it. We've, we've locked in a date and, and, uh, we have like, uh, a couple logos that we're like, need to pick between. And we're like already starting, man. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Like we've, shamelessly have never done that in the past we've always like waited till like a like a lot closer to the show so like i think this year is going to be special man we we have a lot to to live up to man it, it, it everyone's always been like oh best show ever but like we really want to make it like the best so i think uh 
don't want to give any 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 secrets away, of course, since it's super early. But yeah, I will say that we we definitely have started started the planning already. <laughs> That's cool. Like I said, I'm definitely going to try to make it. You know, yeah, obviously a year you away. Should man, you'll you'll have to let me know, man. I could get you in with like media or something. Okay, or cool. Whatever. Yeah, just that dude. That you you want you want to be there. <laughs> oh, trust me, I already want to be there. Just you know, I have a kid at home and everything, so. All that depends on kids and family and stuff, oh, but bring them. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely plan on it. It's definitely on the calendar to plan for that. Um, I think we'll just wrap it up now. Um, I don't have a matter of questions for now, but um, do you have anything you want to add or any um, shout outs you want to do over your Instagrams, websites? Yeah, man. If, if you if you haven't checked out my Instagram, it's 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 uh, can I beat underscore Christian uh, Christian with no H. Uh, check out can I beat underscore crew on, uh, on, uh, Instagram, uh, check out first guys Fitbit, man. And then my podcast, it's how it's done podcast.com. I'm on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, yeah, uh, this has been cool, man. If, 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 if I'm hoping that if you're listening, you know, you've gotten something out of it, out of this and, um, has inspired you a little bit or you, you know, go check out what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, and thank you very much. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. Thank you. All right. Later, guys. Later.